Sorry, we're laughing very hard because uh, this is a very quick story. Um, we play the game Heads Up a lot. It's the you know the iPhone game where it's basically charades. And Mike and it's I, like taboo. Mike and I played a round of it was a category of superheroes, but we did it where you couldn't speak; you could only act out. And Mike was just <laughs> recreating this. Uh, did I do it or you? Yes, you I did. did it. Yeah. I was Mike guessing. Yeah. Is guessing. I. Uh, it's the only way to describe it is like a shimmy jiggle rise <laughs> to be Storm, and Mike out. got it, and he just did it, and now I'm <laughs> laughing way too much on Mike. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of My Nerdy Year. I am your host, Dan Peck. With me is Lauren Berger. Hi. Uh, joining us again is Bridget Bose. What's up? And returning from the Back to the Future episode is Mike Urbanski. Aloha. And we have a brand new panelist. Um, we lovingly poked a little bit of fun of him in the last episode. I told him about it. It's okay. He knows about it. Uh, he's a great friend of mine. Uh, he's soon to be a father. Yep. Yeah. Uh, please give a warm welcome to Greg Newman. Hello. That was, that was warm. That's pretty warm. <laughs> that was warm. He's a very warm yeah. person. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right. Another episode, another topic. This week's topic is San Diego Comic-Con. The biggest. Is it the biggest? It's probably the biggest. The, the biggest, biggest for sure. comic book, entertainment, whatever you have it, convention in the country. And we have all been attendees. Uh, Possibly worldwide? Uh, I don't I know. I would say yeah. Probably. Probably worldwide. Probably. 300,000? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, uh, so we have all attended this glorious cattle call train wreck. <laughs> no, uh, as 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 massive as it is, um, it is really one of my favorite things to do. And uh, in 2015, we had yet another year of begging, borrowing, stealing any way possible to get into Comic-Con. So real quick, um, the first year I went to Comic-Con was in 2009 with these two gentlemen right here, Mike and Greg. Um, It was quite a day. Uh, Both Mike and Greg were working on a television (laughs) show, and uh, I think between them they had two hours of sleep the night before. That's about right. You got a whole two hours? No, no, between they they each got an hour. That is still really good. And we we hit the, the road night before we went. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. We we hit the road You're about starting off on no sleep. We hit the road at about six in the morning. Drove from L.A. to San Diego. Got there really early, and um, the two of them basically consisted on energy drinks for the entirety of the day. And we only spent the one day there. We were back in L.A. that night. It was. It was a whirlwind. In case yeah. you're wondering, the energy drink diet is never a good idea. Yeah. Especially, Mike, why don't you tell us your experience about <laughs> yeah. that? Um, Jumping right did, into did it. Did we leave at six? It felt a lot earlier. No, I, I think we left at like four. So no, it was definitely not that early. Sure? Yeah. Uh, no, well, because I think I got out of work around 2, 2.30. And then I went to uh, the supermarket and I picked up one of those uh, like four packs of Red Bull, like the small ones. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need this in the morning. And, <laughs> and, so right then you make it. <laughs> yeah, I was going gonna, gonna to need this in about 20 minutes. So I managed to get I probably 40 minutes to an hour of sleep, took a shower, um, and then 
we were in the car, and I was like, yeah, I'll sleep in the car. Yeah, thankfully but, I was driving, so these guys could get a little bit of rest. But the problem is when you take like a little road trip with two of your closest friends, you end up talking for two hours, and I'm like, oh, that, maybe I should. Oops. <laughs> and uh, so we, we, we parked the car, and I think, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to crack open a Red Bull. And I'm like... Man, why'd I get the tiny ones? So I ended up cracking three of them open. Oh my god! <laughs> my stomach was just listening. To oh, that. but wait, there's more. And so I had, but there were just like the eight ounce ones. So it's kind of like one of those giant uh, ones that you can get in a store. It's like the so, equivalent of like sixty four ounces of soda. <laughs> in, no, terms, in terms of caffeine, yeah. sugar free yeah. though. Okay, so, all right, all right. you know that makes it better. Healthy, no, it healthy now. <laughs> and so that was breakfast. <laughs> And then, uh, and that kept me going until about lunchtime, which I don't know, noon, one o'clock, somewhere yeah, on there. That's about that. And that's when I was like, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired. And we went to one of those little vendors and they had, uh, I was like, well, what are my options? And we got Greg and I. Pretty both- sure the guy said red or blue. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wasn't really sure what he meant by that, but I, I think I went blue. Yeah, no, it, I remember it was a blue full throttle. Yeah, and we both had one, and and, and maybe half an hour later, we're walking around, and I'm kind of looking at things, and I'm like, I, I kind of feel a little drunk, <laughs> and I didn't say anything because I was like, I don't, I don't want anyone to be like, dude, dude, you're crazy. And so Greg turns to me, he goes, Do you feel drunk? <laughs> I was feeling drunk, and I was like, Yeah, I, I kind of do. And so, you know, then we had, uh, we actually had lunch. And so I finally ate something. And then, of course, at the end of the day, we're walking out. And there were these people who had like this big cooler there. And, and it was like Venom or Viper. Venom, that, yeah. And they were like, Venom. here, mm-hmm. would you like an energy drink? And I'm like, dear God, no, no more, no. <laughs> so that was the year that Mike turned into the Flash. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I do love that story. Um, we'll come back to that year, but I do want to get, um, experiences for each of the the ladies as well. When we go to Bridget first. Oh, my first Comic-Con experience. I I mean, it was everything you could hope your Comic-Con experience to be. I don't, I I don't know how in depth you want me to go right now, but do whatever you um, want. We're we're pretty loosey goosey here. The year I knew I was committed to going the whole weekend uh, was for the Doctor Who 50th anniversary, <laughs> continuing our theme of making every podcast about <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, and Amen. so I spent weeks, I mean, I, I uh, had a binder prepared of every schedule of maps, of every location, of every wow. hall. Yeah. Talk about being a nerd. I mean, I was, I was prepared, but I was not prepared for the experience i had i had gone to other cons to kind of build up to it um but it was i mean there's nothing like san diego comic-con and um no there is not we tried to get into three panels the first day and were unsuccessful at each try uh so we uh regrouped and came up with a better plan and i threw my binder out the window and um no. i know right um and then it was just such like, a ravenclaw comment right there I know, right? <laughs> I, well it was just after that it was uh you know such a great experience we had camping outside 
We had running into celebrities. We had sneaking into celebrity parties. Oh, we're going to be talking about that. Yes, yes, yes. And then uh, Lauren, uh, I was lucky enough to bring you along. Yes, I had never been to San Diego Comic-Con, and we got to go because of Dan's work. And was that the year that we got the hotel room? Uh, yes, that was, yeah, we, so we were, uh, going to go down just for Saturday, but at the last minute, at the time that was the only day I had off. Right. And at the last minute we decided to see if there was a hotel available. There was, and we just drove down and because that's just what you do with Comic-Con apparently. It's just, when you're too tired to drive, you just get on the road and go down there and crash for a little bit. And then we go for the next day. Yeah. Um, as we, as we went in, we went in on the side with all the video games and Dan was super excited to try out this one video game. So we get in line. We were in line for two hours. I'm, I'm still apologizing. <laughs> <for And that. laughs> what game was it? Evolve. Evolve. Oh, yeah. Was it good, though? I had a, I couldn't enjoy it because I knew that, <laughs> I knew that I was taking away from her time. So, and so, not worth so it. Well, no, I really do like the game. But, Having yeah. never been to Comic-Con, I was nervous about like leaving him there and wandering off on my mm. own because it's huge. It's mm. enormous. And so by this point, I'm in not the best mood. I'm actually rather pissed. He still jokes that Evolve is my least favorite game. Is that, that what I ran into you guys enemies. on the floor? I think so, okay. yeah. But the good news is... That I do let him play Evolve. No, I was going to say, the good news is your second experience, well, 2015, was a much better experience so for you. So in 2014, we there are these guys... And these guys make these gaming tables, and the gaming tables are amazing. The company is called Geek Chic, and the craftsmanship on these tables is ridiculous. Greg would lose his oh my mind God. over these you gaming You would. Tables. They are unbelievable. Well, I've seen them online before. And In person, they are like a million times better than they are online. Yeah. Um, you have to see them in person. But I bonded with the guys who work there over bourbon because I have probably forgotten more about hard liquor than most people will ever know. And they were very impressed with that. So well, we became friends with them. Problem, <laughs> I was going to say, a common theme, a common theme for Comic-Con seems to be drunkenness and booze. Yes. <laughs> Whether yeah. you try booze yeah. or not. But mine is like magic. I got drunk without booze. Yes. <laughs> so last year, when we got there, we were staying with a friend of ours. And as a thank you to him and the person who got us our tickets, I made cookies. Along with those cookies, I made... 14 dozen cookies in multiple containers to take with us into Comic-Con. Yes, we learned that cookies are the currency to friendship. Yes. Um, I remember it was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We were standing in front of the booth that sells all the multi-sided dice. And the girl was asking me, oh, can I help you with something? I said, oh, I'm just looking. But until I decide, would you like a cookie? And she just looks at me, big eyes, jaw dropped, and goes... Really? Really? You're offering me a co- I think she hadn't left that booth all day. I think it's a- hard to come by down there. It is. <laughs> all of a sudden, nine other people who work at that booth are there going, wait, I heard cookies? There are mm-hmm. cookies? Can I have a cookie? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have friends who like will work conventions and stuff like that. And one of the biggest problems is they're basically stuck at their booths yeah. all day. So we've now just taken to bringing cookies. bringing cookies for the vendors. And, you know, we don't expect anything for no. it. we've been given stuff as thanks yeah. but it just makes their day well it see, does that might be something to do the next time you go is to go with a giant vat of cookies 
and to see what you can walk away there with. It's almost like that paperclip thing. Remember that guy that yeah. created a paperclip for a Porsche or something like right. that? Yeah. So just see what well, you can walk out of. We did. We were uh, given. We were at the Adobe booth, and yeah. they uh, had they were showing off some three D printed, um, you know, like figurines that they had made and one of them was a weeping angel from doctor who and it was really cool and i said oh this is this is great can i can i buy this from you and they said well it's not for sale and we're like oh, okay that's fine hey do you want some cookies and by the end of the weekend they ended up just giving, giving us, it to us. The, yeah. the weeping angel and it was it was unbelievably nice of them and they were even so appreciative of it they said if you ever find yourself up in Northern California, I don't remember what city. They're like, come San on Jose. by. Yeah, they're like, come on by. We'll show you around. We'll give you a tour. I'm like, all right. They cool. offered to do like a full 3D body scan of us. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. So cookies are a cookies good point. are the way to make friends yeah. with people. Yeah. Yes. That um, is the currency of Comic Con. Yeah. It is. And I made a beeline for the Geek Sheet guys and I had the cookies and one of them comes over and he's like, I saw your hair come down. And I'm like, I knew that was Lauren. <laughs> and they, they, um, the owner of Geek Chic has the same medical condition I do, and so we have bonded over that, and um, he lets me take a nap in the back if I need to, which, which is really nice of him. Oh, yeah, because as, as we learned from the Greg and Mike story, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to run out of fuel. What's really funny is we went, they had, last year they had this big gaming event that they were doing in the in the city, like right there, not in, in Comic-Con, but in like the area. And we went and we ended up making friends with this awesome artist who was so thankful for the cookies. He gave us three of his pieces of work mm. and signed them. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on a little bit from this. Um, I want to talk about the panels. Uh, now, we were saying that the first year we went that Greg was very excited for the Chuck panel. Chuck's a great show. It was a great, a great show. show. Yeah. And... Um, Greg and Mike and I were basically camped out in Ballroom 20 for a couple hours, right? I remember we were outside for a while before the Chuck panel. And for then we at least were there. three Red Bulls. For like three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three Red Bulls length. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then... It's also where we saw that little kid dressed as a Jawa. Yeah, that was one of my favorite Aww. parts. <laughs> oh, teeny! <laughs> just, just like this dad let his little kid run around as a Jawa. And I'm like, this is... You're not going to see anything cooler. So. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure if it was the Red Bull talking or not, but it was definitely fun. Yeah. Made for some great entertainment. It did. And then we uh, we ended up staying, or at least I stayed, because um, that was the first year the Cleveland show was there, and I was there for that panel and Family Guy panel. Um, I, I wanted like other panels that you guys have been to that have been like amazing. I uh, oh, no 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 I'm gonna no, no, throw it to you that's all go for it Bridget Bridget was so excited I couldn't even throw it to her there were so many great panels that I got to go to my first year um since we we tried to get into the big ones like the Game of Thrones panels and we couldn't get in so we just gave up and started to wander into some smaller ones but ended up in these amazing I don't understand why they didn't have lines we saw a full hour with Robert Kirkman talking about the Walking Dead comics and if you've never listened to him live he's amazing. We had a full hour with Joss Whedon. Um, I, I don't even think there was a specific topic other than a full hour with Joss Whedon. We saw the world premiere of Justice League, um, The Flashpoint Paradox. Nice. And they brought out the whole cast afterwards. Kevin Conroy wasn't there, so I was a little bummed about that. Yeah, but they had... <laughs> so um, not the whole cast. Not, well, I actually, you know, he may not have... No, he was definitely the voice of Batman in that. Um, but Sam Daly's son voiced Superman in that movie, so he was there. I mean, it was just 
we got to see so many great panels. And then, of course, the 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 last day, um, since we had missed all of the big panels all weekend, we decided to camp out starting at 8 p.m. the night before for Hall H, mm-hmm. which I think is the only way to get in there. Um, Unless you know people. Well, uh, right. well <laughs> this was my first year, so yes, I didn't yeah. know that there were tricks to the yeah. to the event, but... Right, we maybe ended you up. Should have had cookies, right? Yeah, I, if I had cookies, cookies or Red or Bull, the ticket to everything. Been in the game, but we ended up seeing um, the panel for um, Breaking Bad. We oh, saw gosh. the panel for Supernatural. Uh, we saw the Doctor Who 50th anniversary panel. Uh, we saw the Community panel that was about the the relaunch of the mm. latest season. Um, and then we saw It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We saw all those panels that day. It was absolutely incredible. So many good, good I stuff. would like to offer a disclaimer. We don't bring the cookies as bribes. <laughs> it is, it is somehow, we're talking about the cookies like we try to bribe people. They are, they are not a bribe. I just like feeding people and that's. Yeah, that's my disclaimer. Fair but much. if you wanted to use them as a bribe, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Greg, no, stop using you're... her powers for evil. <laughs> but then you'd be like stepping on my thing. I'm the cookie girl. Um, yeah, I uh, this past year, I uh, unfortunately only got to go to one panel. No, that's not true. I was in hall, uh, ballroom 20 for a few. I was in the Simpsons panel because I wanted to have a seat for the Family Guy panel. <laughs> it's a little self-serving, of course. Um, Wait. Don't you work for the show? I do, but it's actually significantly harder to get in, even if you work oh, okay. for the shows now. Um, and I'll, I'll, you know, I will just never forget this. I mean, I, I, I've written an episode of Family Guy. It'll be premiering soon. Yay. And um, when they were talking about the upcoming episodes, the executive producers, very in passing, mentioned the episode, and I. Felt I, I I swelled up with so much pride. Like I, I I'm not like a prideful. Yeah, I, I'm not a prideful person. But he's really it, not. It was it. It is how it's actually so left far, you speechless. Yes, <laughs> I, it's the closest I have come to being one of the people sitting on the other side of the table, which is like an ultimate dream of mine, especially at Comic Con, where it is like the. Yeah. the best of the best yeah it's yeah it's the top shelf one so uh the, t- the 2015 comic-con will always have like a sp- very special place in my heart uh because of that and it was amazing it, even just the notion of that i'm contributing towards something that people are excited to see it just it it just meant the world to me and i was surrounded by strangers and all i wanted to do was tap them on the shoulder and be like hey hey guess what but i i, I played it cool uh wow i played it cool and then when the panel broke i like texted every person i knew yeah i i, to- I totally would have been that person like it's me that's my episode so yeah. good for you thank you that's amazing um so 2015 uh in comics in general i want to take a step away from san diego for a second uh what a year it was for comics, uh, not only in terms of actual books, um, but in terms of uh, multimedia. And it is not nothing makes that more apparent than by the shirt that Mike is currently wearing. You will be able to see it when we post a picture on our Twitter and Instagram. And it's the TV show The Flash. Um, Specifically, he's wearing a Star Labs He is wearing a Star Labs shirt. Um, 
I stole it from Grant Gustin. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. Unabashedly love that show. I think it might be my favorite show on TV right now. And Mike and I have had some of the best, nerdiest conversations <laughs> about this show. And I want to talk about why. And I want to talk about why it's succeeding and why, you know, there's a certain there there are things in comic book television that are working better than maybe in comic book movies in general and i just want to you know take a little detour about that because it's so good it is so good i mean i think obviously the part of it is that they really have so much more time to build the characters but i mean grant gustin is just ridiculously awesome (laughs) he's so good as the flash yeah i feel like the flash lends itself more to being great for a tv series because it has the right amount of grounded in reality while still having the superhero elements. And it's funny. Like, yeah, it's just campy enough to make it really enjoyable. Like, I, And I love Arrow, but it has a tendency to go a little bit darker. Yeah, it's, the it's a different just, flavor. Yeah, mm. the Flash is just... It's happy, shiny, fun time. It is. It's a great superhero story, and he's a great character, and he has a great team, and... All the crossovers. What more could you want? I love it so much. And you also, it's also pretty emotional. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and relatable. Relatable? You can run at the speed. (laughs) No, but like. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I'm just joking. But you know, there's the heartbreak and And there's the being in love with somebody, losing someone, and and losing people, and you know, that longing for family. It's very relatable. Longing for an unrequited love. Uh, You know, I think. There, there are certainly a lot of Plus, elements in it. wanting to be special. I think we can all relate to wanting to have powers and wanting to not be that nerdy kid anymore and really be something special and or fantastic. Or likewise, <laughs> embracing that nerdiness. Yes. I feel like mm-hmm. The Flash, is, he's he's pretty confident in the fact that he knows he's kind of a nerdy guy, yeah. but he's okay with that, I, which I, I think is really cool. The whole show kind of leans on that, which is great, because then you get Cisco making these really, like, one percent jokes (laughs) it's like you know like unless you know all of these fandoms it's like what did he just say and then obviously the rest of us are like every time he makes a doctor who reference i Uh, giggle inside and then uh mike has uh, this is such a story of i'm so jealous over this one so mike took a picture uh with his brother and his nephew and they were all wearing flash emblem t-shirts and he tweeted it at grant gustin who was nice enough to retweet no it. This is <laughs> oh, I, I like tweeted something at him like twice and since he is like retweeted i'm like yeah we could be friends <laughs> <laughs> well my nephew loves the flash and so anytime I go, he's like, can we all wear our Flash shirts together? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's, you know, I, I think at the time we took the picture, he was four or five. So you can imagine a little kid's excitement. And my brother shows him the episode where, like, he runs on water. And he's like, that's so cool. And then he zips around the house. And I'm like, all right, now you're just making a mess. Did he try to run on water, though? <laughs> no, thank God. But see, I think that's something cool about the Flash that, like, kids can really appreciate because every kid little kid can run i mean oh, they yeah. can pretend to run as fast and they as all have possible. boundless energy right <laughs> whereas like you know kids can't fly they can't pretend to i guess you can pretend to fly i, I pretended to fly when i was a kid for a second i did it didn't work out so well for me but <laughs> i would like jump off of the i can't cable. fly 
But it's funny that you're saying that, though, because it actually sort of goes back to what you were saying about seeing the kid running around as the Jawa at Comic-Con. It's like, I think we're given a license to be children again, mm-hmm. especially at these conventions. It's like, no, you know. Again? Still, continue to be children. But it's like... We are all still children. We are giant children. You know, we go to these things. We go to the panels. We go to the booths and we see people and we just turn into little kids again. And um, I think one of the big examples of that was um, I've now been lucky enough to have been smuggled into the Entertainment Weekly Party twice. Nice. Um, The first time I went and I just went there and I... Just, I saw immediately Joss Whedon dancing. I looked over and I saw Nathan Fillion talking to Alan Tudyk. I saw just all these people, and I almost fainted. Like it was, it was such a sense of euphoria and joy. It's like I'm literally surrounded by my TV people. It I didn't feel real. I know. <laughs> Did you have a little Jiminy Cricket saying, "Play it cool, man. Play it cool." I, I, yes. Dan is Jiminy Cricket. I, I, I. I, I <laughs> I did, but at the same time, I it, it was almost too much. Like I couldn't even stay for that long. I was just like it was overwhelming. I, I was the same way. We got smuggled into Zachary Levi's nerd party, and a, a, probably a different night because yeah, all those yeah. people were still there. And um, we we did end up like coolly walking up and like nudging our way so that we were dancing with Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if you've ever seen Joss Whedon dance, but he is like epically bad but embraces it wait like with every 11th doctor name. at amy and rory's wedding band i mean no even it's worse. he <laughs> looks like he looks like a an inflatable uh wacky waving inflatable right. arm flailing two man kind of exactly and it. he owns it in, he owns i think that's actually a dance it. though uh i don't no. know let's hope so oh. Isn't that's that what i group? call myself that's the group dance it's pretty much the group yeah. <laughs> oh god that's what we did last year uh dan put on a groot silicone mask and we recorded him with the music doing the group dance <laughs> it was awesome it was well that's that was actually based off of how james gunn dances yeah. so maybe it's just that that's how directors dance because Mar- Mar- specifically marvel movie directors that, that's, that's how i dance <laughs> Probably worse, but you know. We'll be posting uh, an example of that on the uh, Instagram page. We sure. will just post Dan dancing <laughs> yeah. as Groot. Yeah, you, you you'll have to guess that it's me because the mask is really. <laughs> but we'll post accurate. it on there. Yeah. We'll know you're a Groot. Yeah, I am Groot. Exactly. <laughs> Did you ever see? Uh, we are was Groot. Superman three. When Unfortunately, there's a, there's a part where clark kent is dancing at like his high school reunion or something and and i was watching this i don't know a few weeks ago and and so i took a video of it and i sent it to my mom i said so this is where i learned how to dance oh did you send that to me too probably yeah it's like he's just he dances like a terrible person oh no not a terrible terrible dancer terrible dancer good person really superman um but at the uh, going back to the party thing um i had my first encounter with the doctor at that party (gasps) Uh, but I didn't know it. I Which mean, cause it was Matt Smith, oh. but I, cause I had not. He was at my party too. Are you sure? This was in 2011. So. Yeah. The, uh... I don't, I hadn't started watching the show yet, but I recognized no, I, him. I think from, this was 2012 that I was. I there. recognized him from the billboards um, that were up, but I didn't like, I was like, oh, I, I know that guy. This was, was this before you watched Yes, Dr. that's what I'm Hill. saying. Yeah, it was about oh two years. But now my, you know, right. psycho time traveling brain, it's like. Maybe he knows me from. (laughs) (laughs) 
No. Well, uh, it, it, but yeah, the, the second time I got to go, I was a little more composed and um, got to talk to some great people. Actually, I, I met uh, Manu Bennett from, from Arrow. He was still on um, Spartacus at that time, and I didn't really know who he was, to be perfectly honest, but um, just started talking to him because he's just a giant man. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, oh, uh, where do you work? And I said, oh, I work at Family Guy. He's like, really? And he's like, apparently of the Spartacus. Spartacus cast. I'm just going to start telling fans. people I work at Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, Manu picked me up and action. hugged me. He like basically like bear hugged me. And uh, and then um then later that night I was I was talking um this this sounds so name droppy. I apologize, but I was talking to Damon Lindelof being like I just oh love you, God. man. That's and amazing. and uh, you know, I, he had actually coincidentally come to the Family Guy office um a few days prior and i was talking to him about that and this woman to my left said you look at family guy and i turned and look and i was like uh yeah and i didn't realize it was uh emily de raven or however you say it, from from lost and, oh. and once upon a time i was like claire you're claire <laughs> no i didn't actually say it but uh she she could not she was just, she was geeking out at me i was like no hold on one second it's i have to geek out at you and it it's weird i i I love being geeked out at, but I don't know how to handle it because I'm so used to the direction going the other way. (laughs) But that's what's really cool about Comic-Con is I feel like you do run into those people that are just kind of available to you. Like, I was uh, was there. This was also the first year I was there. And we were just walking around, um, you know, close to the convention center. And all of a sudden, we just see David Bradley walking down the street who is uh, Phil from Harry Potter and um, Walder Frey from Game of Thrones. Ooh. Anyways, he was he was just walking with like this, you know, assistant guy, but all these people were around him. Nobody was going up to him. So I finally walk up and I'm like, oh, please, Mr. Bradley, may I take a picture with you? And then he proceeded to just, well, first he asked if he could take a picture on his camera too <laughs> of us. And then he proceeded to just stand there and talk to us to the point where I ran out of things to say and I think he would have just kept talking to us. He was so excited to be there and I had TARDIS leggings on and so I was talking to him. It was right before An Adventure in Space and Time came out and he was talking about how they wouldn't let him keep his Doctor Who costume Uh. and he was really upset about it. But it's just, it's such a special place to have all these celebrities from all these genres just right there. It it was fun the first year we went because uh, the downside of Mike and Greg being so tired uh, had an upside, and it was that they knew people. <laughs> so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let one of you guys tell, but that was that that was the first VIP experience I felt like I'd ever really had at anything. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people are gonna hate me for saying. Okay, this. Then, then so well, no, yeah. I mean it's okay. It's well, remember I was drunk off of <laughs> energy drinks, which is a different kind of punch drunk. drunk. In case you haven't experienced right. it. You yeah. were punch drunk. It's it's very different, and. Um, this was, it was, what, 2009? 2009. Yeah. And Dan and Greg were big fans of Chuck, as we talked about, and they were doing, like, a cast signing. And, it, I, you know, the the line wrapped around the room. And uh, I was like, oh, I got this. And they were like, well, I was like, just follow me and just, you know, play along. <laughs> and <laughs> no, he's, he's not it even was liquid courage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, actually, I'm more of the type of person who does this anyways. But so I went up to, I don't know, a security person, whoever was, you know, 
escorting people through the lines or whatever. And I said, excuse me, but my boss is over there and I'd like to go talk to him. This is true. I did not lie. Because um, David Nutter was on the other side of the table with the show that Greg and I worked on. And I said, well, I want to go say hello to him, which I did. But I also took them over to uh, meet the whole cast and we basically jumped the whole line. <laughs> yeah, we got pictures with everybody <laughs> <Yep>. too. <laughs> and they were like, who are you? And I said, here's my Warner Brothers ID. I work there. That's my boss. I'm going to go. Thanks. And, and, and he was like, well, right. it was also the Warner Brothers <laughs> section, so yeah. it wasn't yeah. like we were just whipping a badge out being... Right, it, yeah, it wasn't just... FBI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I was like, I'm better than you, let me pass. It was, these are my people, I would like to see them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because also the cast for the show you guys were working on were yeah. there, so you're like, didn't I just see you a couple hours Right, <laughs> yeah. And we didn't... Uh, I, we didn't get their autographs. I mean, because uh, I could have got them in any Because we time. saw them Monday morning. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> I saw them like four hours before. Um, but we did make sure to say hello to everyone. And and, uh, and David was very appreciative that we went over to say hello to him. So. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to meet him because he's a phenomenal director. Uh, he, he's probably the best TV or most successful pilot mm-hmm. director, at least. But um, Yeah, he yep. did Flash. He did... He's done every, some amazing episodes of Game of Thrones. Every he's, show you watch, he yeah, has done that. It, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it, it wasn't to spite everyone else. I I did have and other motives. Also, we were. I do remember, we were actually at the tail end of the line, too. It was like, it, it wasn't like we were pushing people out of the way who had been waiting for a while. It was like, all right, yeah, it's winding down. You guys can jump in. So that was, we weren't abusing our power. We were using it respectfully. Yeah, you were so. using your power for good. Uh, speaking of good guys, let's talk comic books. Okay. How was that? Was that was that was that, was that like awesome segue? So smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Just like him. Um. So I read a lot of comic books, and I've been getting Lauren to read a lot of comic books. Yes. Um. This year, in 2015, Lauren read all of Fables. It was so good. It was so good. Uh. So I want to go around and see what are your favorite comics that you guys have read. It could be ongoing superhero could be graphic novel could be whatever you can just say batman i don't care <laughs> okay fine batman. <laughs> well uh, growing up batman and spider-man were the two i read the most of um and so of course they're two of my favorites although for i think it was my 10th birthday i got the death of superman which i still have and that's still one of my favorite comics mm. It is funny that you mentioned both Spider-Man and Batman because, Mike, weren't you in a Spider-Man movie? Yeah, sort of. Lauren, weren't you in a Batman movie? I was. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, two of the closest people in my life have been in two of my favorite franchises. Uh, Mike was uh, an extra in, sorry, background in Spider-Man 2. And the first promo photo that came out for Spider-Man 2 was from left to right a camera Tobey Maguire and Mike no way yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah. and Lauren was one of the trick-or-treaters in Batman, uh, Batman Forever, Forever. <laughs> I was in fifth grade I got to miss like a week of school to go be on the set I was I most I spent most of the time locked in a trailer but Jim Carrey did come and play cards with us because we were so locked cool. in trailer mm-hmm. what was your costume so if you look at the trick-or-treaters I am the skeleton in the orange cape with a mask and orange hair on the far side, one of the far sides of the door. I think 
I think it's on the far left. It might be the far right. I can't remember anymore. All right. Well, the next yeah. time I watch Batman Forever. Which is often. <laughs> Which is often. So, do you guys remember the thugs yeah. in Batman Forever? Mm-hmm. So we were the glow thugs? The really <laughs> scary looking. Cheesy. With like piercings everywhere. Piercings through their cheeks. It was weird. Um, so, I'm 10 years old and we're filming this right around Christmas time. In the Spruce Goose hangar of all places. And all of the... Th- all of the thugs, all of these like skinheads got together and as a treat for the director, they got together in a big semicircle and did the can-can while singing Jingle Bell Rock <laughs> in full costume. And Sounds about right for the I've had nightmares that. about that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a nightmare about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually my most vivid memory from shooting Batman Forever was the thugs doing the can-can. And it was, oh my God, it was so funny. And then Mike had an interesting encounter in his motion picture debut. Well, when I was (laughs) studying film in college, um, I knew, you know, I was right outside of New York and I knew they were shooting Spider-Man there. And so I went initially just to watch and to learn because I feel that's a great way to learn your craft is to watch people who have a lot more money that can do it Uh, and uh in the middle of the day i ended up crossing paths with sam raimi and i thought well let me say hello and uh just started talking to him and uh super nice guy was asking me you know about film school how all that stuff's going and uh and he said he's like well you know if you come back he's like i can put you into my a group of background and i'm like i don't know what that means i don't really care to be on camera but cool if it gets me close and i get paid for it yeah let's do it <laughs> and he put me um i'm like right behind toby mcguire when he's walking by and not being a hero yeah it's the scene where the guy's getting beat up in the alley and uh some people have pointed out to me that i then point out to mike Mike doesn't help that guy either. <laughs> if Spider-Man didn't do it, and he's got powers, I don't need to do it. I know. Uh, all right, so wait, we, we got way sidetracked. So let's go talk about comics again. So, hey, Greg. Yes. Let's talk to you. Um, well, if I had to pick a favorite one, uh, I've been making my way through uh, the Sandman graphic novels oh i love i'm a huge neil gaiman fan so anything that he does i like so we were actually talking about sandman very briefly in the past episode yeah look at that see i like (laughs) to bring things around yeah um but when i was a kid i used to get the most random comic books off of the rack like at our local market because i think i have the uh this is gonna show my age but the mad balls episode (laughs) one comic book and it's I don't remember what's in it, but I think I still have it at my father's place. Um, I have a whole box full that, like, I go back through and I'm like, I don't even remember this. Thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I've always kind of enjoyed a good story, whether you know, no matter what format it comes in. But mm. my favorite would probably have to be Sandman. Nice. What about you, Bridge? Well, okay, so you know, I actually didn't grow up reading comic. Books. That's okay. Um, Get out. I know, right? It's, it's kind of surprising. But I, so I had two brothers and I basically kind of did whatever they did. Um, and they they never really read them. So, I mean, I've only read a few recently. Mm. Obviously, um, The Walking Dead, I'm a huge fan of. 
Um, they're really good. And then uh, The Dark Knight is really good. Batman. That's Batman for those who don't know. The Dark Knight Returns, you mean? The Dark Knight Returns. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, Frank Miller. Yeah. And then I, I choose random series that are of no importance to anyone, like That's the Doctor fun. Who crossover with Star Trek <laughs> comic books. Which are really enjoyable. Well, but... we we have we have quite an abundance of uh, graphic novels. We'll, we'll we'll give you some some reading material yeah. too. Uh, so, Lauren, aside from fables, you've read a whole bunch in the past. I have. Uh, what what have you been liking? Well, okay. So when Dan and I moved in together, he thought everything of his was going to be relegated to the second bedroom, and I'm far more egalitarian than that. So we have quite a few comic books that are down in the living room, mm-hmm. and I've made my way through. At least half of the ones down there. I really enjoyed Runaways. Yeah, we got actually we have to get the rest of the yeah, series. Runaways for you. Yeah, Runaways is hugely enjoyable. Um, I really like the Avatar graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying them. Um, yeah, I, I cannot say enough good things about Fables. Fables is fabulous. I will lend them to you. Thank you, you will enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for me, I read way too many comics, but I have a huge backlog at our place. Um, my favorite as a kid, though, were X-Men comics, especially because, like, the 90s were the heyday for comic book cartoons, and just watching Spider-Man and X-Men after school was just the greatest thing. Mike and I are sharing a look right now. That like, theme oh, song. <laughs> the theme song was so good. Yeah, that's the, that, I grew up on all those. Yeah. I, just I, I used to watch it after school, and my sister actually used to do a hilarious impression of the actress who... Uh, played storm like she, she didn't really watch it but my sister would just be like the winds are coming yeah. <laughs> and it was just she always teased me for that one uh but yeah i read a lot as a kid and then kind of you know it fell by the wayside in high school and then in college i started reading again i kind of got back into it with ultimate x-men and then ultimate spider-man and all that and then ever since then i've had a regular comic book shop that i've gone to for 12 years that, that was in high school is when you tried being cool no, I was just, I was, yeah. you're much I was, better this you're, was, you're experimenting. I was too busy being uncool at other things. I just didn't have time for it for that. I was busy being a theater dork. I so. am glad you left that coolness behind. I like you Thank much you. better Thank this way. Uh, okay, so we are actually coming to the end of this episode. So, like we do with every episode, it's time for the big question. I Gasp. Do. Gasp. Thank <laughs> <I> you. <do. laughs> Uh, this week's big question is, it's a, it's a variant of the, uh, the superpowers question, which is a game I'm sure we've all played a million times. Like if you have any superpower, what would it be? But we're going to do a slight variation on it. If you could be given control over one infinity stone, which one would you pick and why? And if you are unfamiliar with the infinity stones are, go see any live action Marvel movie now. They all revolve around them, uh, leading up to the upcoming Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War, or it's Infinity War 1 and 2, but they're going to rename it. Um, but yeah, so you got uh, time, space, mind, soul, uh, power, and... Reality. Thank you. <laughs> I knew I was going to forget. I didn't write them down. Uh, okay, so yeah, you're given control and uh, you have control over one of them. Which one you pick? What do you do with it? Who'd like to go first? Anybody? Oh, dead air is always a good thing to have. Um, I will start. All right. I, I think I would probably take the time stone because then I could legitimately have a TARDIS. 
Mm-hmm. And who doesn't want a TARDIS? Good answer. So would you just <laughs> stick the stone like on the um, phone booth? Yeah, why not? Oh, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah, you basically have your own, you know, drive yeah. engine. Yeah, good call. Good participation, Mike. <laughs> now you get to go. Now you get to go. <laughs> I, I think I'd be torn between the time and soul gems. Just, I mean, yeah, I mean, time travel. Who, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, it's an episode of my nerdy year. Of course, we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. time travel. I already went off on that. But, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. I mean, the soul gem is like the most powerful, and it's just kind of like, well, yeah. If you're going to take the most powerful one, I mean, that's kind of hard to turn down. You're like, oh yeah, okay. I could do whatever I want, whatever you want. Plus, that's you could just... then go to the the soul. If there's like a soul dimension inside of it too. Yeah, you can do anything. Yeah. And that's just, you know, cool. You'd be like, well, oh, let's be your, honest. Here's if, your options. Do you want to do this, 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 or anything? If you had control over souls, I know what you'd be. You'd be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have way too much fun with that. Like, it's just power that should not be granted to anyone. I'm just thinking about there's a mummy roller coaster at Universal Studios, and it starts with, Your soul belongs to me. And that would be Mike at every turn. <laughs> Uh, who'd like to go next? I'll follow up. All uh, right. I probably also would like the Soul Stone, although uh, I'm also intrigued by the Power Stone. Mm. Uh, for the sole fact that I could destroy a planet with, uh, you know, a whim, basically. Okay, then you don't get that stone. <laughs> <laughs> You've just disqualified yourself from that one. I'm sorry. This is just for the, the, the good of all of... Well, but see, then that way, you know, it could be uh, peace through power. You're Frieza. <laughs> Frieza? Who's You're Frieza. Frieza. From Dragon Ball Z. He likes oh, blowing up He planets. likes to blow up planets. Okay. Well, I'm not saying that I would. Yeah. I'm just saying that it'd be nice to have that power, and then I could therefore have peace with the power of, well, if you don't have my peace, then you're done. Well, that's, so it's that's, more accurate yeah. to just call him Thanos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's tall enough. Actually, well, I don't want him all. Actually, all he's share. Darth Vader. You are. Cross me and I'll yeah, blow you, up Alderaan. Yeah, you're bringing order to the galaxy through fear. Yeah, but Vader didn't really blow up Alderaan it was um it was his, his name Grand Moff Tarkin yeah, yeah. you, you better brush evil. up yeah yeah right. <laughs> Bridget well I was um thinking I, I'm back and forth between the time and the power but for the opposite reason of <laughs> <laughs> I'm like because I feel like I trust myself enough to be able to use that power for good. With great um, power comes great responsibility. Yeah, I can I, mean, I, just, I can see a Bridget run universe, and it's a pretty place. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, I just feel like if somebody has to have that stone, I w- I would want it to be me because I feel like I could Not do. It. Yeah, I would. I would do my best with it and and try it for the greater good. Bridget would take um, the Hippocratic Oath. Do you yeah, know I, I mean, I yeah, I just I feel like I I, I really would, and the the time would just be for personal satisfaction right. to be able to, to travel through. You time. take power, I'll take time. We'll travel together. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, that works out great because um, I'm actually going to take the, a bit of a dark horse candidate here, and uh, I would take the Space Gem. Ooh. The real reason I would do it is much in the way that Lauren wants a TARDIS you have to have mastery over space in order to have it be bigger on the inside. Well, we'll do it together. Exactly. But the real reason I want it is because I am sick and tired of sitting in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, little backstory. Wait, I this... could also uh, solve that with the power stone. Hello. Yeah, but 
the idea of the big question was born out of me sitting in traffic and this was the first one I thought of and I was like I would do anything right now to be able to just teleport <laughs> home and then there is also the element of space not only with teleporting but like the notion of like the TARDIS I could basically buy a house in the middle of nowhere you know, and oh. you just open the door and you have a 48 room, you know, house inside, it's, you know, the bigger on the inside notion. Plus, I would like to go to outer space, but I'm one, I'm definitely not qualified to be an astronaut. That's and true. two, oh my God, am I chicken? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it took me 16 years of my life just to get on like a real grown ups roller coaster. I thought you were going to say to go outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was agoraphobic until I was uh, 16. No, I was I was terrified of roller coasters, so I can't even imagine what a trip through space would do to me unless I had like that's like my thing. I don't want to go um, skydiving unless I have the ability to fly because I want that as a backup. I just don't trust the I think universe. They give you two shoots when you jump. I, I case would, one fails. I'd request like eight or nine. With to be Dan's perfectly luck, honest. both of those would fail. Yeah, mm. he um, does not have the best luck. So I would like the, he tends to hurt himself a lot. I, I would like the space stone as much as I would like the reality stone also because then essentially I could make Spider-Man real because I would bend reality to make it the case. I think, I, I think I'd be better. It'd be safer to give me the space. Yes. The space. What jam. does that say about the mind stone then that none of us want it? Well, I or do would, we just assume that vision has it and that's already. Well, it? vision has it, but also I think that with too much information, there's, it could basically break your mind, I would think. True. You know, like it, it would probably take a lot of focus. It would almost be too much. It would sort of be like the same way with like the Power Stone. It's like, you know, much like in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like, it's just too much to contain. If uh, only we had a gauntlet to put them all in. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> when I was little, I used to, I didn't have a lot of friends as a kid. I was kind of an outcast. And I used to wonder, you know, what does everybody think about me? And I would try to see myself from other people's eyes. And it took me a long time to accept the fact that I don't want to know what other people think about me. And that is why I would not want the mind gem. I don't want to be in other people's heads. I don't want to have, I don't want to have anything else to do with anybody else's heads. Le- leave that stuff alone. I really want to make a reference, but I won't because it's about Captain America Civil War. Okay, yeah. We, we're, we're being respectful. Uh, be respectful. We to... um, yeah, okay. Well, that will do it for this episode i want to thank everyone for being here greg newman mike urbanski bridget bose lauren berger please be sure to follow us on twitter on instagram subscribe to the podcast comment you know those things do all of them uh be social yeah be social talk to one another about it what did you like uh nothing like, negative i can't i can't through yeah. the virtual yeah realm yeah. don't talk to um, yeah, and we will be back next time where we will be talking about International Tabletop Gaming Day. Hooray! Yeah, that's it's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun one. They're all fun ones, but that's gonna be a fun one. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to My Nerdy Year. Our theme song, Crunk Night, is written and performed by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons. For full credits and for more information about the show please visit mynerdyyear.wordpress.com.